In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Napier Avenue between 94 and US 31 will not be going on a road diet after all. The Berrien County Road Department had been planning to reduce the road from four travel lanes to two travel lanes, with a middle turn lane as part of its reconstruction project in the next few years. But at a Thursday meeting, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners intervened. County Administrator Brian DeSette tells us the board approved a resolution effectively keeping the road as is. There is enough development occurring in that area that it had some on the board a little nervous that the lane reduction wasn't a great idea. And then with the announcement of the state's infusion of cash to Cornerstone to try and help develop the nearby site in Benton Charter Township, I think that was one of those that was kind of like the last straw. They said there's too much up in the air as far as total development. Dissent says the county agreed last year to take control of that section of Napier from the Michigan Department of Transportation upon completion of the U.S. 31 to 94 connection. That came with $1.8 million from MDOT to reconstruct the roadway, which has been in need. Dissent says that work has to be done in the next five years, and with the county commission's rejection of the initial plan, the road department will get to work on a new proposal. Police say they believe carbon monoxide may have been behind the death of a woman and two dogs who were found unresponsive in a parked car in Hartford this week. The Hartford Police Department tells us an officer out on patrol noticed a vehicle parked at the Hartford Recreational Baseball Fields around 8.20 a.m. on Wednesday. It was backed up to a fence. The officer approached and saw two dogs in the vehicle and a woman and a man in the back seat, all apparently unconscious. None responded when the officer knocked, so he called for backup, and police broke into the vehicle by the window. The 19-year-old woman was found to be dead. The 20-year-old man was taken to a hospital. Both dogs were also dead. The couple were from the area and known to police, although not for criminal reasons. It's believed they were homeless. The man is now recovering, and the incident remains under investigation. Area Congressman Bill Heisinger has some thoughts on the ongoing border security battle in the nation's capital, Most recently, the U.S. Senate failed to approve a bipartisan proposal that would have likely been dead on arrival in the U.S. House. Isinger tells us the president shoulders the blame for problems at the border. There is a myriad of things that this president could either do or reinstate without congressional action. He is refusing to do it and is trying to actually flip it around and say, oh, well, look, I'm doing everything I can possibly do. Well, if that's the case, how could we have over 7 million people have crossed into our country illegally without proper papers and without permission, 7 million plus since Joe Biden has been in office. And under the last administration, it was about 2.5 million. Isinga says the Senate also shares the blame. He says the House already approved a border package that the Senate will not take up. Meanwhile, he tells us he voted for the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas this week. Although that measure failed on a close vote, Isinga says Mayorkas is not following the law with his handling of illegal entries into the country. A new guest speaker has been announced for the Michigan Black Summit planned in Benton Harbor for next weekend. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson will kick off the event with a speech. Neighbors Organizing Against Racism Director Trenton Bowens tells us she'll talk about voting issues. We have an important election. She's been advocating for the Michigan Voting Rights Act, and it's so much at stake. And, you know, it's not that long ago when we look at our history where African Americans and women could not have the right to vote. Benson will speak Friday, February 16, beginning at an event that will feature black leaders from throughout Michigan. Bowen says the event has grown quickly since it was started, putting a spotlight on Benton Harbor. 
it started off as a dream and we're still in our infancy. We're still age two. So the seeds that it picked up across the state and hosting the secretary of state, one of the top elected officials, it's unreal. Benson will bring with her the mobile secretary of state branch office, which will be parked outside the Mendel Center, offering the usual branch office services to anyone who needs them. The Michigan Black Summit will be held at Lake Michigan College next Friday and Saturday. Tickets are still available. Indiana-Michigan Power will be doing some aerial tree trimming in southwest Michigan next week. Spokesperson Tracy Warner tells us a helicopter crew will be out and about scanning the tree lines. Anyone in the area at the time is likely to see some interesting work. What they very well may see is, is a helicopter with a aerial saw, which is pretty long, underneath it. And they use the saw to trim trees. INM proactively trims trees. The, actually, the number one cause of power outages is trees and vegetation. And so the best way to help prevent that is to trim those trees before they cause a problem. Warner says the tree trimming starts Tuesday and will continue through Friday. It'll be between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. each day in the townships of Hartford, Coloma, and Benton. The trimming will follow a large transmission line that runs through the areas all the way to Lake Michigan. Warner says I&M always lets the community know before doing the tree trimming work so no one sees it and becomes concerned. An Indiana jury has awarded more than $11 million to a Cass County man and his wife who accused a doctor of failing to diagnose a painful limb issue leading to the amputation of one of the man's legs. The couple's civil suit alleged that Dr. James Schumacher Jr. failed in January 2015 to diagnose a critical limb ischemia, or a blockage of the arteries in the lower extremities. The delayed treatment for the man ultimately resulted in an above-the-knee amputation. Schumacher and Elkhart Emergency Physicians Incorporated denied the allegations. The Elkhart Truth reports a jury ruled Monday against Schumacher and Elkhart Emergency Physicians and awarded the Kasopolis couple a combined $11.2 million. The Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. You can hear it on WSJM. It will be the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. Aside from the game, a lot of us will be watching the commercials. Western Michigan University marketing instructor Greg Gerfin says companies are already releasing teasers and trailers for the ads. We're going to see a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes, a lot of characters from shows that show up in these commercials. It's tried and true because um, they're safe. Um, people know them. They like to see them. There's an element sometimes of nostalgia. Gerfin says Budweiser is bringing back the Clydesdales in their commercial this year. With all the focus on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, you won't be surprised if there's a commercial featuring them. A new poll out of the University of Michigan shows music isn't just good for the soul, it's good for your health. University of Michigan professor of internal medicine Dr. Joel Howell says the U of M national poll on healthy aging found that three-quarters of people, age 50 to 80, believe music helps them relieve stress and relax. We found that there are very few things that are as universally beloved as music. 98% of people self-report that music gives them some kind of benefits. And I would say in these troubled times in which we live, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything that 98% of the American people believe. But this seems to be the case. Howell says 60% say they get energized or motivated by music. Also, 65% say it helps with their mental health or mood. The Michigan Senate Oversight Committee heard testimony on Wednesday of this week. 
on legislation to amend the state's Freedom of Information Act, which requires government agencies to disclose public information when requested. State Senator Jeremy Moss says we've seen both ethical questions and criminal activity hidden because of Michigan's lack of transparency. Those actions from bad actors were only made possible by the dark areas in our law in which they could exist, chiefly among them that legislative records in Michigan never have to be made public. Moss also points out that 48 other states have already applied expanded FOIA coverage. Even though both Democrats and Republicans agree for the need to expand government transparency, House Republicans have introduced their own legislation that would not allow for transparency exemptions, meaning all state government would be subject to information requests. Michigan's new safe storage gun law goes into effect next week, and Michigan gun owners gathered for a press conference on Wednesday to discuss it. The law requires that guns around children be securely stored, usually with a cable lock or a gun safe. It also applies when a child is visiting a home. Many of us decided that we had had enough, so we got organized and we demanded change. Last year, for the first time in 40 years, the legislature and Governor Whitmer did something historic. They listened to us and passed four critical new gun safety laws that will save lives. The gun owner could face a misdemeanor charge with fines of up to $500 and 93 days in jail. If the child uses it to harm themselves or others, the owner could face a felony charge with fines of up to $10,000 and 15 years in prison if someone's killed. Gun owners can pick up free cable locks at their local law enforcement agency. Basic handgun safes are available for less than $30. A sheriff's deputy is in the hospital after a crash near Lansing. It happened late Thursday morning on U.S. 127 north of the city. Michigan State Police say the Clinton County deputy was blocking traffic on the freeway after a semi had flipped over, spilling soybeans on the road. A driver, distracted by the soybeans, rammed into the deputy's SUV. Both the deputy and the driver were rushed to the hospital. Trader Joe's is issuing a recall on a few of its products. The concern is cojita cheese that's been contaminated with listeria. Some products that use it include chicken enchiladas verde, cilantro salad dressing, Elode Chopped Salad Kit, and Southwest Salad. All the products were sold nationwide. So far, no illnesses have been reported. And it's expected billions of dollars will be wagered on this weekend's Super Bowl. If you are struggling with gambling addiction, the Michigan Gaming Control Board wants you to know you're not alone. The state's problem gambling helpline is 1-800-GAMBLER, and it connects you to a trained professional who offers confidential assistance. The board estimated 2 million adults meet the criteria for severe gambling problems in any given year, and annually the social costs of problem gambling nationally is around $7 billion. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.